Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of The Harvest. This is your host, Chase Carter. Today, we're going to be in the Gospel of John, and we're going to be going through some verses in chapter 21. The verses are 15 through 19, and we're going to finish, we're going to start and finish in those scriptures. But we're going to be going through uh, different scriptures throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, throughout the whole Bible. A lot of scriptures today, and God put this message on my heart. I just want to make it available uh, for those who will hear. And so I have my precious dog with me in this room, and she's had a rough day, long day, and so she's over there sleeping. So if you hear any snoring, that's what it is. And um, I love when she hangs out with me in here while I study the Word of God. But um, so we'll go ahead and get started and. I hope you enjoy the message, and I hope this will uh, touch those um, who are listening. And pray God that pray that God will do a work. And so let's go ahead and start in the book of John, chapter twenty-one, verse fifteen. The Bible says, "So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these?" He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. Verse 16. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verse 17. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. In verse 18, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, thank you for your uh, holy word, Father. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just use this message to touch hearts that would listen, Father. I thank you for uh, saving me, Lord, and I thank you for uh, what you've done in my life, Father, and I pray, dear God, that you would just remove me out of the way for a little while and just speak through me, Father, Lord, and that you would um, give me an anointing, a fresh anointing, Father, Lord, that I would be an empty vessel, Lord, for you and for your sake. And I say this, and and I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. So let's get... uh, Let's look at Jesus and the question that he asked Peter in these verses. You see, Peter was asked the most important question that has ever been asked of a believer. You see, this question, do you love me, is the most important question that has ever been asked in in the history of mankind. You see, everything else in the Christian's life is secondary to this question. 
This question, do you love me, is primary. It's the main focus, and it it is the heartbeat of the Christian. It is the uh, life force of the Christian. It's the main artery. And when you become a believer, God gives you a love for Christ. And before you were a cross rejecter, but now you are a cross lover. So I want to set a foundation around these scriptures before I want to set a, a set a foundation uh, that we can uh, that we can have before we get into the exposition of these scriptures. And to do that, in order to have a clear and accurate foundation, we have to look at other scriptures. You see, loving Jesus is the most essential element of true saving faith. So let's start out by looking at in uh, the book of um, in Exodus, chapter twenty. Exodus chapter twenty, verse six. And God's word says, "In showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments." And that word thousands is a representation of uh, the generations to come. And so, in showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. God shows mercy to those that love him and keeps his commandments. And what are his commandments? I want to see where it makes mention of them first. One of the commandments, first of all, in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Verse 5, we see that, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. This is the greatest commandment in the Bible. And we're going to look in the New Testament at that as well, when Jesus was speaking on the great commandments. And we turn to um, we turn to Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 through 40. And it says, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus saith unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. There is nothing more important to the believer than loving God. And everything else will take care of itself. If you do the first commandment and you love God with your entire being, I'm not just talking about before meal, in the morning, in the evening. I'm talking about everything you do It evolves around Jesus Christ. Everything that you do, you love God with all your might and all your being and all that you do. Are you going to fall short? Sure. Absolutely, you're going to fall short. But when you do fall short... And, it, and you recognize it and you realize it and you come to terms with it, what do you do about it? Do you turn to Jesus Christ, our advocate, and seek forgiveness? That's what someone who loves God will do. And so if you'll love God with everything that you are and, and devote your time and your day and your whole being to God, everything else will take care of itself. The second commandment will take care of itself. You will love your neighbor as you love yourself. You understand, we don't have the luxury to pick and choose who we love. As Christians, we are to love everybody, and we are to love even our enemies. 
And so, as we see the uh, the greatest, the two greatest commandments in the Bible that uh, Jesus spoke on, He said, "If you'll do these two things, everything else will take care of itself." And when we don't do those two things, we usually find ourselves in trouble, and it happens. But anyways, let's move on and take a look at uh, Luke chapter 7, verse 47. God's word says, Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. I told you just a second ago that we all fall short. We're going to fail. We're going to do things that... Uh, we're not supposed to do that we shouldn't do we're going to do wrong we're going to sin it's going to happen at some point and when it does what do we do about it you see jesus says she loved much her she was forgiven much because she loved much where there is forgiveness there is love if you have been forgiven your sins you are one who loves christ and that is the heartbeat of christianity that is the heartbeat of Christianity, loving Christ. And in Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 28, as we continue just to build this foundation of what God views as loving Him and what it means to love God and, and what His Word says about loving Him, uh, just for a quick reminder, remember in uh, the chapter and the verses we started out with, Jesus was asking Simon Peter, do you love me? He asked him three times. And I don't want to get ahead of myself because I still want to go over a couple scriptures as we lay the foundation. But just remember, we're laying the foundation of what it means to love Jesus. Romans 8, 28, very familiar scripture. It says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. If God has called you to Jesus Christ by conviction of the Holy Spirit and you have accepted that call, you love God. If you love God, then you love Christ. You see, uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are a total package. And, and I don't even like to use that word package. They're one. Like They, they come together. They all come. You can't have one without the other where there is one there is all three when you accept jesus christ as lord and savior you receive the holy spirit you have the total package not one from the godhead is lacking and we see in john 14 23 it touches on that just a little bit and it says um Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my Father will love him, and we will come unto him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. That's a, that's a, you get one, you get all. If you love Jesus, you have an intimate relationship with him. What does it mean to have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ? Well, you have to uh, you have to pray, you have to read the Word of God, and you have to uh, keep your focus on Jesus. And the more that you pray, it seems so simple, but 
if you if you do it, you know what I'm talking about. The more that you pray, the more that you read the Word of God, the stronger that relationship gets. And because you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you love Him. Now, this isn't me as we build this foundation and we get back to the scriptures that we started out with. The title to this message is, Do You Love Me? And that's what Jesus was asking uh, Peter. He was saying, Do you love me? This isn't me asking if you love Jesus. But this is a personal question that every Christian must answer and come to terms with and it's a personal question from Jesus Christ himself do you love him this question is essential to the believer and must be answered honestly and I want you to understand that this love was not self-generated this love was not placed or this love was placed in you at the reception of Jesus as Lord and Savior. This love is not something that you created or conjured up or found in this world. This love comes from outside of the world. This is a love from God. No human can have this love without God. This love exists only with God. And if it exists with God the Father, it exists with God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. This love was nothing that you were able to do yourself. The Bible says that because He loved us first, we love Him. We love Jesus because He first loved us. One more verse I want to look at, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. The Bible says, But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love Him. Everlasting life is prepared for those that love Him. So we see, as we complete this foundation, we see that true saving faith and loving Jesus are synonymous. They run parallel. They're the same thing. You can't have one without the other. If you love Jesus, you have true saving faith. If you have true saving faith, then you love Jesus. And I'm glad that it's that way. I'm glad that I have true saving faith. I'm glad that I love Jesus. So Peter was asked by Jesus, do you love me? And I'm just going to turn in my Bible uh, back to the verses that we started with in John chapter 21. um, Starting out with verse 15. And we're going to exposit the scriptures a little bit. And as we have built that foundation, we have we have seen that the uh, loving Jesus is running parallel with truth, true saving faith. Peter was asked, do you love me? <clears throat> and let's go over verse 15. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he saith unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, feed my lambs. I want you to understand something. In these scriptures, when Jesus used the word love, the translation, the origin of that word is agapio love. That agapio love is an unconditional love. 
And when Peter responds, Lord, you know that I love you, Peter responds with a different kind of love. The love that uh, Peter used has an origin of the word phileo. And phileo means a brotherly love. Now understand this, Jesus wasn't asking Peter if he loved him because Jesus needed to know the answer. Jesus already knew the answer, but Jesus was asking Peter if he loved him because he wanted Peter to know the answer. He wanted Peter to see where he measured up in his love for Jesus, where he was at. So Jesus said, do you love me unconditionally? And Peter said, I love you like a brother, and you know that. See, this question requires an honest answer because Jesus know the hearts. And Peter says that in the scriptures we'll get to in just a moment, but Jesus already knows the answer. It demands honesty from you. This is a self-reflection. I want you to understand something. This question, it, it is an investigation of the heart of the individual by the word of God. And that's what this is. And, and that's what uh, Jesus was doing. He was investigating. He was having Peter investigate his own heart. And that's what we have to do and come to terms with when we look at these scriptures. So as we get further into these scriptures, also I want to recognize that this is a recommission for Peter to enter into a leadership role. As we see Jesus three times, he says, feed my lambs. One time he says, feed my sheep. Or two times he says, feed my sheep. So this was a recommission for Peter to enter back into a leadership role. In verse 17, excuse me, in verse 16, let's look at it. It says, he saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, feed my sheep. Now I want us to look at something that I noticed and it's interesting. See, the first time in verse 15, Jesus says, do you love me unconditionally? But he says, and I'll read it. It says, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And what are these in verse 15? I'm going to jump back real quick because I forgot to say this a second ago. In verse 15, when he says, do you love me more than these? What is these talking about? Excuse me. It can be talking about one or two things and it's probably talking about both of them. One is the fish that Peter had just caught. Two is the disciples that were amongst them. So he was probably talking about both of those things. He said, do you love me unconditionally more than you love these unconditionally? And let me and let me tell you something for us today. These is going to refer to everything else in the world other than Jesus. Do you love Jesus Christ unconditionally on this level, on the, on the highest level, do you love him in this way more than you love the things of the world in that way? More than your job, more than your hobby, more than hunting and fishing, uh, more than your family even that we see in scriptures that I'm not going to go over right now, but we see that in scriptures that um, do you love him more than everything else in the world? And that's what Jesus was asking him. Peter said, I know you're asking me if you if I love you in this way, in that unconditional way. But I have to answer honestly because you already know the answer. But And, and I say that I love you in the brother, brotherly way. That's how I love you. 
And in verse 16, we saw where he asked the second time, do you love me? And once again, Jesus uses the agape form of love. And Peter responds in the phileo form of love. Same as verse 15. But in verse 16, Jesus left out more than these. Jesus said, let's, let's, let's put the comparison to the side. Let's get the world out of the way and let's focus on a one-on-one, me and you. Let's, let's leave the world out of it. All the distractions to the side. And let's just focus on me and you. Do you love me in this way? In this unconditional way? In this highest form of love way? And, and Simon, again, he says, I love you in the brotherly way. And so as we move forward in Scripture to verse 17, I want you to notice something that happens um, that's interesting about this verse. Verse 17 says, He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter, in this time, Jesus uses the phileo form. The first two times he used the agape form, the unconditional, the highest of the highest. But in verse 17, Jesus, he, he, he comes, he, he turns it down to his level and he says, do you love me in the, in the phileo way? Question mark. And the Bible says, Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me, uh, uh, the brotherly lovest thou me. And that grieved Peter. It convicted him. It humbled him. And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee, phileo, love. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. I want you to understand something that interesting that happened Jesus met Peter at his level and this grieved Peter it humbled him and the same thing for us today Jesus was saying do you love me in this way Jesus is saying this is how I want you to love me I want you to love me in this agape way this unconditional way but he gets down on Peter's level and he says this is he what he's doing is he's showing Peter He says, this is how you love me right here. And I'm going to meet you right here. And I still want to use you. See where it says, feed my sheep. God's not done with them because because Peter didn't love Jesus in the way that uh, he he wanted him to, in the way that he he would have him love him. But he knew the love that Peter had for him. Jesus knew that. And Jesus said, I'll meet you on your level. I want to use you still at where you're at. But I just want you to know where you are. And I want you to know where I want you to be. I want you to know the love you have for me right now. And I want you to know the love that I want you to have for me. And Jesus is going to tell him how to go from one place to the next place. And so, and I'm just going over my notes and making sure that I didn't miss anything. And I want to uh, reiterate that this question is essential and it demands honesty. And with that brings conviction. It brings conviction when I examine myself. I ask myself this question and my answer is yes, I love Jesus without a doubt. There's no doubt in my mind I know that I love Jesus. But let's face it, I could love him more than I do. A lot more than I do. And this is true for for all those who will listen. For anyone in this world, this is true. You can love Jesus more than you do right now 
And that's that's a humbling statement. And it brings conviction. Because we don't love Jesus as much as He wants us to. But He meets us where we're at. And what does He say? He says, follow me. Let's go to verse 19. uh, 18 and 19. Jesus makes a, a declaration. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when... Uh, thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. Now pay attention closely right here. It's going to get really good. Just pay attention and bear with me. I'm going to try to land this uh, this this plane that that's been driven that's been flown. I want to try to land it right here. Just pay attention. We saw how Jesus meets us where we're at. He he shows us a comparison of where we're at and where he wants us to be. And, and if you could see me, I have my left hand far to the left and my right hand far to the right. And and there's a gap right there of where we are versus where Jesus wants us to be. And verses 18 and 19 tells us how we're going to get there. Jesus tells Peter, he said, There was a point in your life when you were young. You girdest thyself. You you walked wherever you wanted to. You did did whatever you wanted to do. There was a point in your life when you were young and you lived for yourself. You did the things that you wanted to do. He said, but when you are old, you're going to stretch forth your hands and another shall guard you and carry you where you wouldn't go. He was talking about the death that will glorify God. I want you to understand something. The agape love that Jesus was using in verse 15 and 16, and I say I saved this for for right now. The agape love also means sacrificial love. And and when you die, he was telling Jesus was telling Peter, you're going to die a love, you're going to die a death that glorifies God, and it is a sacrificial love. See, uh, Jesus loved us in a in the agape way, that sacrificial loving way and Jesus wants us to love him in the sacrificial way that's the agape way he wants us to love him in a sacrificing way what does that mean well let me explain something I'm married but before I got married I did the things that I wanted to do I did the things that I loved to do and, and but when I got married the things that I wanted to do and the things that I love to do uh, were no longer about me, but about my wife. And that's a sacrificial love. When you, when, when she becomes more important than you, when you're, uh, who you're married to becomes more important than you. And so if loving Jesus is synonymous with true saving faith, we know that the church the ones who are saved is the bride of Christ. And if you are to be married to Christ, you have to go from loving 
uh, doing the things that you love to do on that level, the phileo love, and, and, and that you have to go from that level to the sacrificial love that that a marriage, that what takes to be married is that sacrificial love. If you are to be the bride of Christ and you're married to Jesus Christ, you have to have a sacrificial love for him. That means he has to become more important than you. And in verse 18, we can see how Jesus was explaining to Peter that very thing. So he says, there was a point when you were young, you did whatever you wanted to do. And then there's a point, and then he takes him all the way to the death, his death. But wait a minute, there's a gap. There's a gap from the time that he was young, and then he jumps all the way to his death. What what goes on in between? Let's look at 19. I'll show you what goes on in between. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. All right, that's what... Um, we, that's the end. We went from we went from when he was young and did whatever he wanted to do to the death that would glorify God. And let's continue on in verse 19. It says, And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. So, friend, when he was young to when he dies, Jesus gives the command, Follow me. See, Jesus don't only, he doesn't only meet you where you're at. But he knows that the only way for you to get from where you're at to where he wants you to be is to follow him. You cannot get there on your own. And he knows that. That's why he meets us where we are. And he takes us to that point. Praise God for that. You know, Jesus says that I'll I'll leave the 99 to go find the one. He don't stand in the middle of the 99 and holler for the one to come back. That one is lost. That one don't know the way back. Jesus said he'll go get that one and bring it and bring the lost sheep back. Understand that that's what we're looking at in this situation where Jesus is going to come to where you are and he's going to take you to where he wants to be. And you're going to live a life that glorifies God and you're going to live a life that you're going to have that agape love for Jesus Christ if you follow him because he will become more important than you are in your life and you will love him in that sacrificial way the same way that you should love your spouse if you're married you see following Jesus is not always going to be easy following Jesus is going to get hard and it's going to get tough there's no five year plan from when Peter was young to his death there was no uh, outline there was no uh, I'll tell you what to do week by week Uh, Jesus didn't do that. He just simply said, follow me. And if we'll follow him, if we'll open up his word, if we'll pray, if we'll listen, if we'll read, if we'll uh, find you a church and go to church and get involved in the church and start and keep his commandment and start doing the things of God. You see, a lot of times when we pray, and I hear this prayer, and I pray this prayer myself, and I'm not downing this prayer. I still pray it today. But you hear oftentimes, Father, Lord, Jesus, please lead, God and direct me. And I've said this before, but there's no leadership problem in the body of Christ. There's a following problem. Perhaps we should say, Lord, help me be a better follower of you. I know that lead, guide, and direct me is a good prayer, and I still pray that, but 
I think we need to come to terms and with ourselves and say, Lord, please help me be a better follower of you. I know that you're ready to lead God and direct me. You're ready. You haven't moved. The leadership is there. The problem lies within the following. And that's when we say and get real with ourselves and we say, Lord, please help me in that area. Let me ask you that question. Do you love Jesus? Jesus is saying that and, and, and the same thing applies for us. And this message is convicting in our heart because we don't love him the way that we're supposed to. But he tells us that he, he we know that he meets us where we're at and that he'll take us to where we need to be if we'll just follow him. And so if there's anybody out there listening that doesn't love Jesus or, or maybe you haven't been saved, maybe you, lo- you like the way this sounds and you enjoyed the message and you want to be saved, or maybe you have backslidden and you want to come, you want to turn back to Christ. We're going to say a prayer and I, and I hope that you would uh, say a prayer that uh, ask Jesus into your heart, ask him to save you and to forgive you of your sins. And, ask, and, and tell him that you want to love him in that way. Ask him to save you. Ask him, tell him that, Lord, I want you to be Lord. I want Jesus, I want you to be Lord of my life. I believe in the sacrifice that you made on the cross for my sins so that I can have a way to heaven. I believe God raised you from the dead. Please save me. Romans 10, 9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So pray that prayer. Thank you for listening, and I hope that you'll continue to do so. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this word. Lord, we know that your word is sufficient. We know that your word is good. We know that it doesn't return void. Father, Lord, I know that there's power in your word. Not in man, but in your word, in you, Father, Lord, there is power. And Lord, I thank you for your power to save. And and Lord, I just pray that you would continue to do a work in me, Father, that I can't do, only you can do, Father. And thank you so much. And again, I just want to say that I love you, Jesus. I pray that you'd help me be a better follower of you this day. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening to that message. And I hope to bring you more and more as we move uh, in the days coming ahead. But um, I just uh, hope to hear from you. hope to reach out to you. Uh, God bless you. I love you. We'll see you.